Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meet Social and Emotional Learning Podcast for Brain Fact Friday and episode number 119. Hello and welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, a former educator who's been fascinated with learning the science behind high-performance strategies in school, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 years. If you've been listening to our podcast for some time, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with putting our brain health first. As I'm working closely with neuroscience researcher Mark Robert Waldman and learning new ideas that could help improve results for students in our classrooms or those in the corporate world, I'll share with you what I'm learning with the hopes that you can implement the new idea in your life for immediate improved results. This week's Brain Fact goes right along with the past few episodes where we've been talking about the profound impact that exercise has on our cognitive abilities and mental health. Dr. Daniel Amen, who we've talked a lot about on the podcast, and Dr. John Rady would both agree that it's simply one of the best treatments we have for most psychiatric problems. Instead of just one brain fact about the importance of exercise in our brain, I have a few to really hit the importance of this brain fact home. Here are your brain facts for this week. Did you know that physical activity is crucial to the way we think and feel? Also, did you know children who exercise regularly are likely to do the same as an adult? And finally, statistics show that about half of those who start out with a new exercise routine drop out within six months to a year. And this is probably because they jump in at a high intensity and it's too much and they just give up. If you've heard our past two episodes, you'll know that Dr. Rady wrote the book Spark on this topic after he saw Naperville scores on the trends in international math and science study where they scored number one in science and number six in math in the world, proving that there was something unique they had discovered with the correlation of exercise and academic achievement. Naperville provided a powerful case study that aerobic activity can transform not only the body, but also the mind. Dr. Daniel Amen often talks about the importance of exercise or walking five days a week, like you're late, he would say, for your brain health. He mentions that blood vessels age, not your brain cells, and the best way to keep blood vessels healthy so blood flows to your brain is with moderate exercise. So for such an important brain fact that two of the most important brain experts I know have focused most of their careers teaching the world about, why isn't everyone taking advantage of this profound impact of exercise on the brain for our students in our classrooms and for everyone in the workplace for increased productivity? Well, it all begins with an understanding of how our brain works. And most of us have not had the crash course on this topic. Since we know that our brain is involved in everything that we are and everything that we do, it's important that we understand how it works especially when it comes to making habits like implementing a new exercise program and making it stick. 
I was speaking with Victoria Samberski this week. She's working closely with Dr. Rady with her company, Adominance, and they have assessments that unlock personality and behavior, and she was asking me about the best way to break a habit. I shared with her what I cover on episode number 35 on using your brain to break bad habits, since what we must do to break a habit is the exact opposite of what we must do when forming our new habit, like our exercise routine that we want to start. I shared with her, here's how we break habits and here's how we form new ones. Learning creates a synaptic connection when you're thinking, feeling, or actually doing something new. New neural pathways are formed. I'm sure you've seen the YouTube videos that show how the pathways look in the brain like a highway. Each time you think that same thought or do that same action, you strengthen that neural pathway. Each time you do that new exercise routine, that neural pathway strengthens. This is how you create a new habit. Breaking a habit is just the opposite. By avoiding certain thoughts, feelings, or actions, your impulses or neural connections become weaker and weaker. Just as knowledge and skills are constructed in our brains with focus, they also diminish or prune away without the focused attention. As we learn, our dendrites actually grow as they make new synaptic connections. Learning something new happens when we forge these new connections. So think about it this way. Neurons that fire together, wire together. And neurons that are out of sync, fail to link. If we want to form a new habit, we must practice the new skill over and over again, wiring and strengthening that new neural pathway. And breaking a habit means just don't practice the skill. Don't even think about it. It's easy to see now that we are what we think about or we create our reality as we do reinforce our neural pathways with the intention to the habits or goals that we want. We even reinforce what we don't want when we're thinking, I don't want that piece of pie or I don't want this project to fail or I don't want to lose that game and so on. The neural pathways for I don't want this or that are being formed. Our brain only knows what we tell it, so we must be very careful with our thoughts, feelings, and actions as they will reinforce those neural pathways in our brain. In learning something new, the key ingredient is motivation. Since the brain only holds information it finds to be useful and discards what it doesn't need, we have to be sure that when we want to learn something new for ourselves or for others, that we make the learning relevant and interesting. The brain will be motivated to learn when it's exposed to something new and unfamiliar. I'm always looking for new ideas to help students learn when searching through social media, and this week I saw something that caught my attention. If you're looking for tools or ideas on how to motivate your students in the classroom or kids at home if you're homeschooling, I highly suggest taking a look at the Future Smart program where Mass Mutual's foundation has partnered with the NHL to provide engaging financial education along with movement. The videos are motivating, interesting, and we know they're building the brains of our next generation. If we can encourage our children and students to move, In any possible way, we will be stimulating their thinking skills needed for academic performance. A new study suggests that when academic classes include physical activity like squats or running in place, students do better on tests. 
take a look at this resource for some new ideas that go beyond just movement. They also have financial education and skills to help prepare our next generation to be future ready. So what does the latest research reveal about exercise in our brain? We know that exercise increases levels of serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine, important neurotransmitters that monitor the flow of our thoughts and emotions. You've probably heard of serotonin, and you maybe know that low levels of it are associated with depression, but you might not know the rest of the story. Did you know that toxic levels of stress erode the connections between the billions of nerve cells in the brain, or that chronic depression actually shrinks certain areas of the brain? Did you know that exercise unleashes a cascade of neurochemicals and growth factors that can reverse this process, physically bolstering the brain's infrastructure? The brain responds just like muscles do. They grow with use, like our neural pathways, and they wither with inactivity. The neurons in the brain connect to one another through leaves or tree-like branches, and exercise causes those branches to grow and bloom with new buds, enhancing new brain function at a fundamental level. We are just starting to learn about the impact on our brain cells with exercise at the gene level, and as technology and neuroscience improves, there'll be new ways to measure the changes that are happening in the brain. I just learned from Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's a professor in the Department of Integrative Medicine and Nutritional Sciences. He's also the Director of Research at the Marcus Institute of Integrative Health at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, and we had him on episode 88. But he mentioned that the changes in brain scan technology make his job very exciting. Like Dr. Rady mentioned, we can see the changes in the brain with exercise, Dr. Newberg says that someone could start a meditation practice today or an exercise program and wonder if they can measure the changes in the brain. And Dr. Newberg would say that they can. With time, the frontal lobes of meditators become thicker, and we can see the changes in the brain with blood oxygen imaging that follows the brain through the meditation. With time and new technology, it will be very clear that exercise and meditation changes the structure and function of the brain. I'm looking forward to learning what else they discover here. Once we know how to create this heightened sense of well-being, where else can we use it? In our podcast, episode number 27 with Frederike Fabricius, we discovered the DNA of success or peak performance, which is that brain state where we lose the presence of time and we're the most productive. If we can create this heightened state of well-being for our students through exercise, we could also create this environment in our workplaces. Frederike mentioned the importance of having fun with your work or with your workouts, It releases the neurotransmitter dopamine, and then having just enough fear, fun, or a challenge to release the neurotransmitter noradrenaline, and that with these factors, focus will occur, and the neurotransmitter acetylcholine will be released to help us to achieve the flow that occurs at this heightened level of productivity. These three neurotransmitters must be in place for peak performance to occur, and when we hit this level of performance, it's important we're able to manage our distractions so we can stay here for as long as possible for those higher levels of productivity. So let's review our brain facts and see if we can gain some new insight with our brain in mind. First brain fact, physical activity is crucial to the way we think and feel. 
Well, an understanding of our brain helps us to see why. Rigorous activity helps to put the brain in the right environment for learning to take place. Brain fact two, children who exercise regularly are likely to do the same as an adult. Of course, because they've built the neural pathways in their brain that they reinforce over and over again. The only way they would not keep the same habit as an adult is if they stopped exercising. And even with this example, we do have incredible muscle memory. For anyone who's ever had to stop their exercise program for a certain amount of time, your muscles will remember and your neural pathways will keep strengthening even after your time away. And brain fact three, statistics show about half of those who start out with a new exercise routine drop out within six months to a year. Well, that's because most people start off fast and lose motivation when it becomes difficult. Pace yourself. Remember that everyone is different and don't compare your workout or results to anyone else's. Find something that you enjoy, that you'll be motivated doing, creating the neurotransmitters you'll need to reach those peak performance levels. I hope you've enjoyed these brain facts. Preparing for our interview next week with Paul Zentarski, the PE teacher from Naperville, who will help us to see exactly what was involved with her PE program to reveal such outstanding results. Hope you implement these brain facts into your life. Would love to hear about it. See you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 